When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This was just posted by the Marine Safety Information Bulletin. SpaceX has informed the U.S. Coast Guard of scheduled testing at their facility located south of Brownsville, Texas, near Boca Chica Beach during the hours of 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. on February 7th, 9th, 10th, 13th, 14th, and 17th of 2023 and that only means one thing and that's a static fire of the 33 raptor engines on booster 7 at starbase spacex is launching the biggest and most powerful rocket ever from boca chica starbase texas in the next month or two according to elon musk now we have a little bit of information about this but i want to show you this little bit of history here with spacex and the starship january 23rd 2023 spacex posted this on their twitter starship completed its first full flight like wet dress rehearsal at starbase today this was the first time an integrated ship and booster were fully loaded with more than 10 million pounds of propellant and then they say today's test will help verify a full launch countdown sequence as well as the performance of starship in the orbital pad for flight-like operations. Okay, so this is basically getting everything ready to go, but not igniting the engines of the Starship. And then on January 24th, they posted after completing Starship's first full flight-like wet dress rehearsal, Ship 24 will be destacked from Booster 7 in preparation for a static fire of Booster's 33 Raptor engines. Now the next tweet is that launch and catch tower destacked Ship 24 from Booster 7 on the orbital pad today ahead of the Booster static fire test. And now ship 24, these lift points that were on top of the ship, you can see them in this photo here at the very, very top of the ship. You can see these lift points, which they use a crane to lift this thing up onto the transporter to get it down here. Now they took those off, put some heat shield tiles on top of the ship. So now the ship 24 looks like it's ready for an orbital flight test. Then Musk on February 4th said 420. Tesla East Bay Fremont says, you back in Texas? Starship almost ready? All of us are like, yes, please. Get the Starship ready. Elon says, if remaining tests go well, we will attempt a Starship launch next month. Okay, so they still have to do a 33 engine static fire test. They still have to possibly put in a water deluge system down at Starbase. And nobody really knows if they're going to do that before the orbital flight test. But there's all the all the signs point to yes, that the water deluge system has to be there for the orbital flight test, because if it's not there, if it's not ready in time for the orbital flight test, then they may do a lot of damage. They could blow out windows for miles away because the vibrations from the engine themselves, the sound, the boom that it gets from the launch, it would shatter windows miles away. 
So Elon says, if remaining tests go well, we will attempt the Starship launch next month. And here's the evidence we have for this. SpaceX and NASA have been working together behind the scenes on something else. The WB-57 aircraft, NASA Airborne Science Program, NASA Airborne Science Program provides a unique set of NASA-supported aircraft that benefit the Earth science community. These manned and unmanned aircraft carry the sensors that provide data to support and augment NASA spaceborne missions. Now, remember... Starship will be used for upcoming Artemis flights, and it will be the first spacecraft that will go to the moon for the Artemis 3 program. Now, this is one of the, the ships that will be monitoring Starship as it does the orbital flight test. So let's take a look at what NASA has posted on their official website about the calendar for the WB-57. As you can tell, February, looking around a little bit. Don't see any Starship stuff, right? No Starship. We have the Crew-6, Crew-5 landing, Crew-6, Crew-6, Crew-5. Noah Sabre deployment. Um, You know, there's other things going on here all month long. The WB-57, JSC number 927. And then you go on to March. So remember, let's go back a little bit. If remaining tests go well, we will attempt a Starship launch next month. This is February. This is being recorded. So March coming up. SpaceX Starship launch placeholder. March 11th, Elon has sent something over to NASA and said, hey, we have a plan that we could possibly launch Starship by March 11th if everything goes perfectly. So could you please put us on your calendar for the WB-57? Because basically what they're going to be doing is gathering data from the ship's re-entry and giving that data to NASA and giving that data to the scientists and engineers to possibly make a, a better Starship in the future. And they will evaluate what happens to the Starship when it comes back in from orbit and when it lands off the coast of Hawaii. So if you click through on the 11th, you can see a little bit more detail, not much detail, Starship launch placeholder. So basically Elon said it's a possibility that we may launch on the 11th, but there's no other data here on this calendar. So my guess is Elon and the SpaceX crew have an idea of these these bullet points, these data points that they have to get through in order to launch Starship. And this is the first possible time that we see that SpaceX has pointed out to NASA, if we get all of these objectives done, we can launch this thing by the 11th of March, Saturday, March 11th, all day long. We also have the Crew-6, Crew-5 landing on 218-320. So between the 11th and now, it's about a month. So we may be seeing a Starship launch within the next month of our lifetimes. And it's going to be the most impressive and the most powerful rocket that's ever been launched in the history of humankind. Now, let me know in the comments what you think below, because I wanna know if you think this is gonna actually happen in a month. Do you think they're gonna get a water deluge system down there? We had some comments on another video. And I want to share a few of these comments with you because I think they're really interesting. Here's one from Frank Woodman Jr. He says, it's starting to get really exciting and scary both. We need this test to go very well and SpaceX has certainly taken their time and do so much more than we expected to get ready. It's a tribute to just how big and potentially dangerous this baby would blow like a super bomb and we can't afford the delays that would cause. I totally agree with you. Now, if this thing doesn't go absolutely perfect, Elon has said numerous times, hey, there's a possibility this might not even make it past the pad. 
So there is a possibility this isn't going to work out right. And thanks, Frank, for that comment. But I, I, I really hope that this works out. But it is a little bit scary. It's super exciting, though. Now, the next comment is from Simon Appleby. He says, I don't think they need a deluge system and flame diverter. However, what I don't understand is why they're not using the legs as support for the deluge system. Legs could easily support the piping and nozzles for a quite an, for quite a elaborate deluge system capable of dousing the pad with enough water to stop it burning up. So the deluge system, the legs on the pipe or legs on the on the launch mount, there's a possibility that they could add in the future the deluge system to the legs itself and it would spray right underneath the engines. That's a really good observation, Simon. I really think that's a that's a really good observation and maybe that, that might be in place and we just don't know about it. You know, they might have plans for it. We just don't know about it yet. Budman Zoom says, I think they will install a water system, but I also think they should explore an aerogel heat shield system for stage zero. Maybe some sort of heat blast deflector panels that would direct away from the more sensitive areas. Just a thought. That's a good idea too. So the other thing, the cool thing about, you know, the water deluge system is that it's replaceable and it's replenishable. So you can have tons and tons of water, a million tons of water, a million gallons of water, I should say, and you could just get more water. Aerogel heat shield, if something happens to it, you have to replace the heat shield and you have to replace all of the all of the components to that heat shield to make it work again. So though I do think that's a really great idea, maybe as a supplement as well. So maybe you can have both the water system and some sort of aerogel, some sort of heat shield down there as well. So it doesn't basically burn up the whole ground. And there are a few things that you have to think about when they do a flame diverter down there too, because some people talked about the flame diverter is that they can't dig down anymore, right? Because they're basically at sea level at this point. So they can't dig underneath the ground to make a flame diverter, but they could put something in the, in the legs of the orbital launch. It's huge. It's a huge structure. So there is room in there for some sort of flame diverter. We just haven't seen anything about it yet. So, and we haven't seen any hardware for it. We saw maybe something that could be hardware for a flame diverter a couple weeks ago at Starbase, but it was, or sorry, at the uh, the testing site, but it, it doesn't look like it's going to be a flame diverter anytime soon. But the practicality of a deluge system seems a little bit better than having a whole flame diverter system in there, unless the FAA tells them they need one. And then maybe that one over at the other test facility could be trucked in and put in place as a, a placeholder for a permanent flame diverter in the future. Now, Elon has said he doesn't want to have a flame diverter because the flame diverter itself isn't something you're going to have on Mars or the moon or something like that. You need to make it so it can launch and land anywhere without an orbital launch mount or a tower. You know, those are things that, SpaceX wants to do. They, you can't build a, a tower on the moon before you land on the moon, right? You can't just ship up a whole stage zero to the moon to land on, like a whole Mechazilla. You can't do that. You have to land starships on the moon without this, and you have to take off on the moon as well. But flame diverters on other planets, it doesn't look like that's ever going to happen. So it seems like they're going to get away from flame diverter idea, deluge system on the moon, and Mars, they're only launching a starship from both of those places, not the whole booster. So I don't think they're going to need a deluge system or 
a, a flame diverter on either one of those celestial bodies, the moon or Mars in the future. But I do like the aerogel idea, some sort of, if they have a landing pad of some sorts, do some sort of aerogel or heat tiles or something like that underneath where they're going to land. So they don't just keep digging up the ground where they land. So, and there's been renders of SpaceX having landing pads and things on Mars, but it's going to take a while before that actually happens. So it's going to basically land raw with nothing there when they land there the first time. And then if they get to take off again, that would be even better, but they may just leave it there. I don't know. I don't know what the, what the international treaties are like. The space treaties are like for leaving a ship that big on another celestial body like Mars. Like, can you do that? I'm not sure. I think average Joe also has a good point down here. I would think for the short duration, 33 inch static fair, they wouldn't want to utilize the deluge system if they can avoid it. So much of the firing event would be occluded by steam if they do. Totally agree. The visuals, of course, the want to visually confirm as much as humanly possible, which would be practically impossible with a deluge system in operation. 100% agree with that. They will have high-speed cameras. They have all the cameras basically from all the streamers down there right now. NASA Space Flight, everybody else down there that has a camera will also have footage of this that's going on. But SpaceX has their own cameras and they have their own way to see all this stuff. But if they do have a deluge system, imagine all the steam that's going to rise from this. So there's going to be no visuals of the actual 33 engine static fire if they have a deluge system for it. So there's a possibility they do the 33 engine static fire without the deluge system, but they do the launch with a deluge system. So the 33 engine static fire first, it's going to be a low level 33 engine static fire, not the full thing. They're not going to go full power with this thing. And then they'll shift over to, hey, let's get into launch operation mode. Let's get this deluge system and let's go, go, go. So I think that was, I think that was one of the, one of the better comments that I saw from average Joe is that it doesn't make sense to do the deluge system before the 33 engine static fire. And myself, I, I've been saying, I don't know if they can do the static fire without some sort of deluge system because they don't really want to ruin the pad anymore, you know? But it also seems like they don't really care that much about the pad at this point because they need to make no parts. Elon has said so many times, no parts. Like the best part is no part. And if they do no parts in the future, if they don't have any sort of deluge system or any sort of thing that can get in the way, like a, a flame trench or a diverter or anything like that, that's the best part for that system. So... Thank you so much for all those comments. I really appreciate it. Now, if you want your comment, maybe on the next episode, we'll see what's going on with it. We'll see what's going on with SpaceX in this next, with the next episode. If you want to have your voice heard, please leave a comment down below and become part of the channel, subscribe to the channel. And the cool thing is like, I'm happy to have you here. I really am very happy to have you here. But the cool thing is SpaceX, NASA content, all the content about spaceflight will come to your feed if you start subscribing to other spaceflight channels like mine. And if you give this video a thumbs up, YouTube will see that you're interacting with spaceflight channels like this. Like, oh, okay. So we're going to send you more NASA spaceflight and SpaceX videos in the future, not just for me, but from a lot of other creators out there too, that you might not even know about. So I want to say thanks to everybody who's been part of the show. And thank you to everyone who's supported the show throughout this whole time. We're almost four years old. On February 14th, we'll be four years old. So 
Thanks for all the continued support, everybody. And I'll see you in the next one. Hopefully we get the, we get the static fire soon. All right. I'll see you in the next one. I think there's an end screen now. Do I have an end screen? No, I don't. Let's just do So usually I do an end screen and then I go, oh yeah, there's like stuff over there. There we go. There's links over there. Hey, that's an end screen, right? I, yeah, there's links everywhere. There's a subscribe button up there, I think. And then there's a link to an, the last SpaceX video over there. Or maybe, uh, maybe there's a playlist. I don't know. Let's just find out. It's going to be a, a, it's going to be a secret until you click on it. How about that? It's a sneaky secret. All right. Take care, everybody. And I'll see you in the next one.